your radio device, your, your, your mobile phone, however you choose to listen to the Right Nerdy Show. Get really, really close and glue your ears to the speaker as we welcome attorney Michael Howard Wolf to the show. I had to do that. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on up in Atlanta? I'm doing fantastic. I spent a couple weeks in your beautiful city over the summer. Had a good time. All right, what brought you to Atlanta? Were you here on business or personal? Well, a little bit of both. Um, I'm actually, I was actually playing in the National Bridge Tournament at the uh, Marriott Marquis. Oh, so you are accredited bridge player? Yes, sir. Well, I could say I, in my spare time I practice law. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're, you are correct. All right, so let's start from the nitty gritty. Let's start from the beginning and let's walk these people on the walk of Mr. Michael Harrowwood first. Let's let them know where you're from and what initially piqued your interest is getting in the law field. Well, I am uh, actually was born in the Midwest in Milwaukee, but I grew up here in South Florida, presently living in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, law, uh, for me, was always a possibility, and my mother uh, saw to it that it was made reality. So <laughs> I had good parents and good guidance, and uh, they thought I had a, a big mouth and a great personality, and therefore, I obviously would make a good lawyer. All right, so if it wasn't for your mother, what um, professional field do you think you would win? Um, I don't know. I had a guidance counselor in junior high school who told me I'd, I'd probably be a garbage collector. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but my mother wasn't having any of that, so... Um, <laughs> that, that, so I, I always say that might have been uh, you know what I wound up doing I mean listen when I was a kid I want uh, to be perfectly honest with you since I was born in Milwaukee I'm a big Braves fan and maintained my interest in the Braves even after they moved to Atlanta uh, and I always wanted to be the catcher for the Braves that's what I was going to be when I was a kid Uh, throughout school? I play, yeah, throughout elementary school. <laughs> I, 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 wasn't ex I wasn't exactly the fastest, the most nimble. Um, I was a pretty good softball player, but I was never going to be a major league baseball player. So that's what happens. When you can't uh, uh, compete in athletics, then you have to do more brainy stuff like practicing law. I would say I thought she was right when I collected my very first fee as a lawyer. And you were like, whoa. <laughs> I said, this, this might be a pretty good profession, could be lucrative. So, do you remember your very first 
if you allow to talk about it, what, what was that first case? Well, my very first case was, was um, when I got out of law school, I went to work for a lawyer in uh, a little suburb of Miami called Hialeah. And the very first case that he sent me on was an uncontested divorce hearing. And when I came back to the office, he asked me, how did it go? And I said, I lost. He says, you lost an uncontested divorce case? I said, well, I'm a young lawyer, and um, I guess my client didn't answer the questions correctly or something like that, so I have to go back. I mean, the judge said I could come back when I figure out what I'm doing. So my boss at the time, he wasn't real impressed with uh, uh, his, his first-year lawyer losing his first case, which was an uncontested divorce. Well, in, in the law practice, one learns uh, to not take things personally, because if you take things personally, you're going to be too emotional and too stressful. A good lawyer maintains some detached objectivity, because that's typically what best serves the clients. Now, a lot of times the clients want the lawyer to be um, bombastic, and, um, you know, kind of over the top and, and kind of crush the opposition and what have you. But that's not reality. I mean, you see that on TV, but, but in the real practice of law, that's, that's not reality. Um, that detached objectivity uh, is what allows one like me, who's been practicing law for more than 40 years, uh, to actually have made it this far without um, melting down. Well, I like my gaming practice, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's, it's, there's only probably two lawyers here in the state of Florida that uh, really have a little niche specialty uh, in, in gaming. And when I say gaming, I'm not necessarily talking about the uh, casinos. I'm not necessarily talking about, uh, you know, the paramutuals, horse racing, dog racing, high lie, things like that. My, my, clients in the gaming area are what we would call gray area uh, gaming here in this that's what we would call it here in the state of Florida and I think you have uh, the same or similar issues in Georgia because I'm familiar with the uh, Georgia Amusement Machine Association uh, I've read their manual and, and what have you but I think most all states uh, in the country have issues with uh, private people that are trying to set up uh, gambling strip mall type of casinos where they think they can take advantage of some of the loopholes in the law of that particular state and be able to operate, uh, you know, in that fashion. So here in Florida, uh, we have several loopholes in our uh, gaming in our gaming statute 
And uh, there's no shortage of imaginative uh, businessmen, let's just put it that way. And so they come up with these ideas. And since I'm uh, probably, no, I probably uh, have more experience in this field than any lawyer in the state. And I've handled hundreds of cases from Pensacola to Key West. Uh, and, you know, I have my, my finger on the pulse of the industry. I've had the lobby up in Tallahassee with the legislature. Uh, it's just, it's a field that I'm passionate about. Um, and my clients know that I'm passionate about it. And they know that I know what I'm doing with it. And, uh, you know, a, a lawyer is like anybody else. We like praise. We like to be told how great we are and how knowledgeable we are and what have you. And that just happens to be an area of practice where all of my clients in that area are like that <laughs> towards me. So that's why I like it. Now, on the other hand, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, well, we can talk about divorce cases, which... I kind of made a deal with myself uh, a couple of years ago where I said, I'm never going to take another divorce case. But never is a long time, and I didn't really adhere to that. Uh, and I've taken a few divorce cases to my regret. Uh, <laughs> so, but I used to do a lot of that in my, you know, in my younger days. But divorce law is, is my least favorite reason being that uh, it's not always lawyering. You're doing a lot of uh, psychiatry. Uh, you're doing a lot of babysitting. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of dirty laundry, if you know what I mean. You're dealing with two people that are totally stressed out and at, at odds with each other. And it's just not a pleasure for me. It's just not a pleasurable uh, experience to, uh, to be involved in those kinds of highly you know, litigious and highly emotional cases. And that was going to be my question, what, why do you dislike uh, divorce? But I can imagine, like, when you were taking, when doing divorce cases, like, how many late night calls you get, or how often do you find yourself not being a lawyer, but more of a counselor? Um, well, I'm one of those lawyers that makes myself available to my clients 24-7, so I sleep with my cell phone next to my pillow, and uh, it rings uh, with regularity, <laughs> I have to say, uh, just because my clients know that I'm available. And one, you know, one thing that, that people love about their lawyer uh, is that their lawyer cares about them takes care of them, is is uh, attendant to their emotional needs and what have you. And so I've been doing it long enough where I don't I don't mind doing that. It it gets when when it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and they just want to call you and and you know give you their diary of the day fighting with their soon to be ex-wife, that gets a little bit old sometimes. But uh, I don't mind doing it to a certain extent. Of course, the clients don't like it when they get the bill at the end of the month because they don't realize how much of my time that they're taking. And when their whole bill is hours and hours and hours of phone calls and meetings and text messages, uh, they don't like that. So, you know, it's kind of a kind of a fine line. I can keep them on the phone for hours, but when they get the when they start getting the bills, the the phone calls tend to uh, start to be minimal. Okay, 
Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my clients think everything I do is free, <laughs> but I have to, um, yeah, I have, I, I kind of have to set them straight, uh, you know, after a while. All right, now, have you ever had a client that you said, I don't care what walk a life or situation you're in, I would never ever represent you again? Yes. <laughs> to to, to uh, put it bluntly, uh, you know, clients, look, as clients uh, like any other business, your customers, your clients, uh, you know, for somebody like you, your radio advertisers and things like that, uh, they can, they all have their own ideas. The clients that like to tell me how to do my job uh, are not, are not my favorite clients. The clients, you know, that want to argue with everything that you do are not my favorite clients. The clients that want to do all of that and then not pay you are also not my favorite clients. So, uh, yes, I've had many, many people that were my clients, some for many, many years uh, that, you know, after a while, it just isn't. It just isn't going to work anymore. I don't need the hassle. I don't need the intrusion into my, you know, into my professional life that they represent. And yes, I think every lawyer, probably every lawyer on the planet, uh, has certain people that they would refuse to represent in the future. Clients that don't tell the truth. Uh, clients that you know, try to hide things and what have you. So, I mean, I've had people ask me, you know, if Donald Trump called me to represent him, would I represent him? And, you know, he would be the kind of guy that I wouldn't because he doesn't tell the truth. Okay, that was going to be my next question. How important to you as an attorney to know 100% that you're representing a client telling the truth? Well, I always impress upon my clients that their lawyer is their best friend in the matter that, that they're seeking your counsel on. And because your lawyer is their best friend, and because everything that a client tells his lawyer is confidential, uh, there's no reason to obfuscate or bend the truth or you know leave certain material facts out of the story that they're going to tell me uh, and i try to nip that right in the bud right away and i tell them listen if i don't know the truth about every single thing when we get into into court for sure something's going to come out that you didn't tell me or you told me the opposite of what was the truth and that's going to be the death knell of your case so uh you know yeah you just have to understand right away and if i find out that my client has lied to me or lied to the court uh then uh, that's going to cause me to withdraw from their representation <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good idea. You, you want to be my uh, collection enforcer? I'll, you know, I, I have a position open for you. Hey, I'm coming to Florida to get that job. Um, I want to ask you, um, being that you're in Florida, um, a law, I'm just going to ask you, um, just give us a little brief synopsis of this the law. Um, tell me about the standard ground law. 
in Florida. Because uh, that tends to come up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, especially here in Atlanta, we hear about this standing ground because of very, uh, quite a few high profile cases. Uh, tell me about the stand your ground law and what it actually means. Well, the stand your ground law means that if you are in peril, if your safety is threatened, uh, you can take actions uh, that you deem necessary to protect yourself. Uh, you know that that's the essence of all the the uh, stand your ground uh, t- you know types of statutes. In other words, we're allowed to defend ourselves to the extent necessary. The problem comes with what is the extent that's necessary, and that's where all the contentious cases come from, is, you know, for example, we had uh, George, uh, I don't know, I can't think of his last name off, off the top of my head, but but we had, uh, you know, the guy that, that used the stand, stand your ground law, uh, where he shot uh, the young uh, black a man who was, you know, walking down the street with candy in a bag and wearing a hoodie. And it became, the, the whole case uh, became about whether or not the use of deadly force was necessary uh, under, you know, under the circumstances that he was in. And he was able to get a not guilty, ver- not guilty verdict uh, because I guess the facts showed that uh, you know, the, his use of force was reasonable under the circumstances. So it, it's, it's a type of, it's the type of law that's always subject to certain interpretations by the court. Uh, you've got a jury deciding those issues, obviously, in criminal cases. Uh, but, but again, the essence of uh, that stand your ground law is that we are allowed to defend ourselves when we feel our safety is threatened or we're in peril. Zimmerman, I think. Zimmerman, yeah, there you go. George Zimmerman, I just thought of it, yes. George, and and the the kid was Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, yes. All right, now, what's the difference between stand your ground and self-defense? Or is there a difference? Well, stand your ground goes a little further than than self-defense because think about the words that you're using defense all right is you know using minimal the most minimal force that you can use in order to defend yourself to stand your ground law is not limited in that fashion because it doesn't you know it doesn't require you to take the most minimal action it requires you to it requires it allows you to take what you consider to be reasonable action. Self-defense, though, is not going to be a good defense if if, um, you're using more force than what was necessary. So in other words, the standard is different. Uh, The standard is much tighter in a self-defense case than it would be in a stand-your-ground case. But in a lot of ways, they're similar as well. But that that would be the technical difference between the two. Right. Um, Before we go, because it's random. When you're talking and having this talk, it goes by so fast. Yes. And I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I've noticed that a lot of professionals um, Dr. Miami, just a lot of people in the professional world has taken to social media 
And I noticed that you were as well as taking to Instagram to give out tips and, and things like that. What made you decide to utilize social media to help your practice? Well, um, I was kind of living in the dark ages. I like to say that that I was still using typewriters and carbon paper uh, until I was introduced to the concept of, of social media marketing. Uh, and if I wanted to rebrand uh, myself and my law practice and my law firm and what have you, uh, it was taught to me that uh, social media is the proper platform, not TV advertising, not billboard advertising, bus bench advertising, you know, things that, uh, you know, that a lot of, of lawyers spend a lot of time and money on. Uh, but I learned very quickly uh, from some people around me that are very good at it, uh, just exactly what it could do. Uh, and when I learned that, it's, it's really been amazing that I've had so many people uh, say to me, wow, I saw, you know, I saw this on Facebook, I saw you on Instagram, I'm connecting with you on LinkedIn, and all, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't even know half of it. I'm personally, I'm not real experienced with that stuff. I mean, I know how to sign into Facebook, but, you know, posting something on there would be, you know, would be, uh, you know, something that I'm still in the learning stage of. So uh, it, it, I can see, though, that it, it's a very powerful uh, method of, of promoting a business, whether it be a profession like law or anything else. Uh, and I would say that, uh, you know, that's where the future is going to be. And the other mediums, uh, you know, TV, radio and what have you, I think are are you know, really going to go to the back burner with that stuff. Okay. Um, and I might be wrong, but, and I think it's very necessary, uh, whether it's on YouTube or social media or television, I've never noticed, you know how they have all the judge shows? Mm -hmm. Why? Is there such thing as a lawyer show that's like reality that follows lawyer as they take the cases like a judge Julius or a judge Brown uh, not that I'm familiar with I mean uh, you know <laughs> I think the last lawyer show I watched was LA law you know about 25 years ago uh, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know there are there are none like that and the judge shows are <laughs> uh, you know kind of kind of laughable because if you really went to a courtroom like some of those are judges don't act like that in in real life i mean most judges are you know fairly subdued and they're you know they, they don't feel like they're acting when they're sitting on the bench so you know you pe people just get a wrong you know the very wrong impression of what uh you know a courtroom and a hearing and a trial are really like by just watching it on TV. But of course, a lot of my clients, you know, think they have a great idea of what a lawyer does because of what they see on TV. So it's, you know, it, 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 you just, you don't know what's involved by just watching something on TV. You just don't. All right. You put over 40 years in, in the game. Mm-hmm. Practicing law. Mm-hmm. What has been the most rewarding thing for you 
and what would be your words of advice to the people listening to the show? Well, my, my first piece of advice would be if you have an issue uh, that involves any kind of legality, if you're thinking about entering into a contract, you're thinking about buying a house, uh, you're, you're thinking about uh, even investing, uh, you shouldn't be afraid to consult with a lawyer before you take any step like that, all right? It's uh, so many of my clients sign, sign first and ask me later, at which point it's too late, instead of the other way around. And so my advice to anybody would be if you ha even have an inkling of a legal issue, it doesn't even have to be an issue. It can, it, it can just be something that you wanna do, you haven't done this, before and you need to get a little bit of counsel. I mean, so if you, you pay a small consultation fee to a lawyer, it can save you a lot of uh, stress, aggravation, and money uh, down the road. It's just a little bit of a preventive action, like a dentist would tell you, or like a doctor would tell you. you know, go for your checkups every six months. And, and it's no different, you know, inso, insofar as law is concerned. As far as my my most rewarding experiences are getting cases resolved for people with a minimum of stress, a minimum of time, a minimum of expenditure, and being able to get them a good result through a resolution short of a ton of litigation, uh, and then have the client be appreciative of that uh, I would say for me is the greatest reward because I like my clients to be happy. Uh, however that may come about, I want my clients to be happy, satisfied, and not too stressed over what they've had to go through. All right, that is really, really cool and dope. All right, Mr. Wolf, before you get out of here, let the people know, number one, how to get in touch with you if they have if they're seeking seeking your services, um, if they're in the Florida area, give them your address. Uh, just let the people know how to contact you and further any leads. Well, the, the number one thing that I would recommend is visit our website, uh, michaelhowardwolflawfirm.com. M <laughs> I use my full name, mhwlawfirm.com is the, is the web address. Uh, and you can see all of the services that we offer. Um, we've got some videos posted there on uh, areas of law that, uh, on YouTube, uh, you know, with regard to areas of law that are everyday things like speeding tickets and uncontested divorce cases and, and what have you. Uh, and that's that's really the best place to, to become familiar with the services that we offer. I'm down here in Fort Lauderdale, uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale, and my address is on the website and all my contact information and all of our social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and, and, and what have you. Uh, now that I've transitioned to that after being an old-time fuddy-duddy, um, I can talk a little bit more intelligently about that stuff. So I've come into the real world, and I'm not uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not shy about uh, getting the information out there. All right, um, I definitely appreciate what you do, and I'm 
sure all the people who use your services definitely, definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on the show. And do me one big favor and please continue putting up your tips and the things that you're doing on Instagram. I think that's really, really dope. And I think a lot of people can learn from it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Good talking to you. And um, I'm still hyped up by your introduction there. You know, when when your show gets going, I was I was up and dancing around. I appreciate that. I have to get myself going. It gets me pumped. But I, my last thing, Mister Wolf, has anyone ever told you the name Michael Howard Wolf sounds like a superhero? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, um, but no, nobody's ever nobody's ever mentioned that I was a superhero. You sound like lawyer by day, Wolfman by night. <laughs> Wolfman, there you go, there you go. <laughs> All right, Mister Wolf, I definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, again, continue success and have a wonderful night. You do the same, and same to all your listeners. 